Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Josh here for um, Mudcast. Uh, what I want to do today is I want to just sort of go over some quick hitters. Um, just talk a little bit about uh, you know what's been going on. My you know I, I mentioned that I've sort of been trying to transform this podcast into a little bit more um, statistical um, speaking. Um, the reason for that uh, being, I'll just talk a little bit about that now. The reason uh, that I haven't done that so far, and it's been uh, a little haphazard with the schedule beyond um, just sort of day-to-day life and the fact that um, I've been on vacation uh, at the end of the summer, is the fact that uh, it's very tough to get the stats off of either uh, Mutthead or Mutt.gd. Mutt.gg. Um, it's very, very tough to get the stats off of that. So without all the player ratings, it's very tough to do some of that statistical analysis uh, in terms of um, you know what uh, you know uh, the cost of players for speed per, per per speed or catch or you know what's the cheapest um, you know stats uh, some of those things. But I do want to cover a couple a couple quick things that don't quite have to do with that. Uh, you know, uh, there's been a lot of talk about. All the issues have been going on with the the um, uh, competitive pass. Actually, I guess all the um, all the uh, what do they call what do they call field passes? Um, new this year, so uh, all the different field passes. But specifically the competitive pass. I know people uh, you know have been tweeting out that they got all the rewards, even though they're like level eight. They've been getting rewards up to level twenty two. I'll talk a little bit about my first experience in the the first round of. Um, the competitive field pass, which might be part of the issue is that the field pass is the first time that it's turned over uh, in terms of um, certain field passes. So this is our first chance to sort of see what it looks like when the season field pass is for 60 days, a headliner's field pass, which is only 18 levels. Most people probably have done them. I, I just finished recently. Um, but those field passes are going on for about 60 days. At this point, it's probably close to like 45. But total, it's like 60 days, uh, maybe a little bit longer. Um, so those are staying the way they are. However, the field pass for competitive is turning over. Now, this is no news to anyone, so I'm not going to dwell too much on that. But um, this second round of field passes, uh, the fact that it's not giving the correct uh, rewards for some of uh, the levels, uh, you know, could have to do with the fact that you know, this, however they ruled it out, um, this field pass, this is maybe something where, you know, they're rolling out the same sort of um, pass, but layering in different rewards and then also having to reset all the rewards so i don't know exactly what this obviously i'm not a computer scientist but um this is sort of like our first chance to be able to see what that uh field pass looks like um when you're talking about field passes resetting we're talking about field passes that don't end at the same time those type of things and honestly it's it's been pretty huge disappointment so um in my experience i'll just talk about my experience because i don't know about anyone's experience um how it's been for them i have seen that it's wildly different on twitter but in my experience uh the rewards did take a little while to come in i honestly i'm not sure if i have the 50,000 xp uh for season uh for hitting like level eight or ten or something like that for a competitive pass but uh pretty much everything else i have received the one thing i will say about that is i know i have received rewards from the field pass 
the competitive field pass. And because of the fact that I know that they're like sort of delayed in terms of like you have to go into the field pass and go out of the field pass um, menu, sometimes I get the rewards, sometimes you log out and next time you log in, you get them. I'm not quite sure exactly what I have and haven't got. So actually my experience could be worse than what I'm thinking. But overall, the fact that it's it's just not smooth is I'll say that I have got, I believe, most of the rewards. Um, besides, I believe that 50k, maybe it is maybe it is tracked in there, I just didn't notice. Um, but uh, I believe I've got most of the rewards, but they are delayed. So overall, I mean, it's still not great. Overall, that this is a failure. I know some people have gotten none of the rewards. They've already got the Tariq Wallen um, on their team. Uh, and, you know, they, but in some people, or sorry, they don't have the Tariq Wallen on the team, but they have, <coughs> sorry, they have reached the level where they have Tariq Wallen and they, he just hasn't appeared for them. And some people, uh, at the same time, they're like level eight and they're getting all the rewards. So it's really a mess. And I think that this, you know, this is really going to sort of, um, set the sort of tone uh, for what the the rest of the year is going to look like, because honestly, this is the way it's going to look. The way they've set up competitive pass uh, is really um, this is you know really how the year is going to go. It's really going to ride on the fact that this competitive pass is going to turn over. The seasons pass is going to turn over. The great thing about the seasons pass is we know when that ends. There's an end date on it. They have to come up with season two at a certain point, or I guess just not have a field pass at a certain point, but season one has to end at a certain point because of the fact that um, there is a countdown. There is a countdown for headlines. As I mentioned, it's only 18 levels, so most people have probably already finished that. Um, or a lot of people, I shouldn't say most people. Uh, a lot of people have already finished that, but there's a countdown for those. <coughs> Sorry, and there's a countdown for the competitive field pass but the competitive field pass because the fact that it's only two weeks is the first time we've seen a field pass expire and then try and um bring back that field pass reset with new uh rewards the reason that's relevant is that's going to happen to the season pass uh as well and depending on how they do it if they reskin the headliners pass it may happen for another promo like headliners um, so let's say they do, uh, I forget when headliners end, so 60 days, we're probably getting pretty close to most feared. So you can think about something like most feared could be, depending on how they maybe program it, it could be the headliners pass reskinned as most feared with different rewards. So that's, the idea is that this field pass that is uh, not working right now, um, is really our first experience possibly with seeing what this is going to look like down the road when season one and headliners end and it's not looking good so the one thing else we'll say is that at least so it's 60 days the field passes um competitive field passes are 14 days so there's there's plenty you talk about um four competitive field passes is going to be 28 Sorry, 14 days. So two competitive field passes is going to be 28. So by the time we get to the fourth competitive field pass, we'll be really close to the end of season one. So they're going to have a chance to iron out how the season pass and how the headliners pass, if they redo that um, with another promo, how those look like, uh, because it's going to be over the course of four competitive field passes. And hopefully at the end of it, hopefully this is the last um, 
competitive field pass where they have issues. Um, I'm not the kind of pessimist that's going to say like, oh, no way, the, the EA is this, you know, the, there's no way EA is going to get this right. I know that that's like the popular opinion, and I don't want to go there just because one, that's not me, and two, I mean, honestly, as a player, I just I hope they do. Um, that's that's the honest truth. Um, but you know, let's talk about the rewards. Um, that you're getting from some of these field passes. I have the rewards for the second field pass pulled up. And what I will say, I'm going to start off with, uh, I'll talk about the first field pass as well. But um, what I will say here uh, is I want to talk about the main players that that have to do with the competitive field pass. Um, so Tariq Woolen and then... Um, Trevor Lawrence. And I guess I could do a little bit more conversation in general about <clears throat> about the um, the overall players that you get. So that would be the Miles Sanders, Zach Cunningham, um, those type of players as well. But I'm going to start with the competitive field pass because honestly that is um, – that's really where it's at, where those those things are going to reset. First of all, I really like this idea. So I want to start there. That I really like this idea that it's a two-week sprint um, for these, you know, the season's passes, Gilmore, Casper eventually. So everyone's going to get a 91 overall tight end. I don't see, unless you're not playing a bunch of mud, and I'm not playing a ton, but I am playing enough. I don't see, if you're playing a decent amount of mud, why you wouldn't be able to get the 91 Dave Casper. So you're talking about an 89 corner. Um, depending on how you're able to uh, use the camps, possibly powered up to 90. So you're talking about a 90 overall corner. Sorry, 89, but you know could be <coughs> potentially 90. Any 91 overall, maybe 92 tight end. Um, not the most glamorous position, but to be able to have a tight end, um, we a lot of people have seen what 86 overall Donald Parnham has done. Be able to have a 91, 92 tight end um, is just something that's, you know, is, is definitely a huge uh, boost to your team. And then also Stephon Gilmore um, being an 89 overall cornerback. A lot of people are getting him right now. I want to make the point here, guys, that I know that no one can get Dave Casper. They've kind of gated the way XP works. So XP, um, you, know, you just can't get as much as you want just for just keep playing games, keep playing games, keep playing games. To be able to get up to 50. So it's really, so you can't get it in like the first week. So um, I can talk quickly about that, but uh, I'll talk about that in a second. I really do like the way that they have done the, the XP. So getting back to the main point, which is Trevor Lawrence. And he is the first uh, competitive card. So a couple of quick, very high highlights. First of all, this is the first week of the competitive pass. And even though it is a sprint and it is tough to get him, and I don't know, I think I got, it was 14,000 is the card that I got. So at least 14,000, but I would say 25 to 30,000 people got him because I think I got him with like five days to spare. Um, 25 to 30,000 people at least got Trevor Lawrence. Um, uh, this is the first week or the first two weeks of the field, the field pass, and they've already given away an 88 overall QB. So to put that, put that into perspective, um, Josh Allen was the top QB to start the year. He was an 80 overall. His, throw, his speed was 80. 
compared to Lawrence's 81. His throw power is 89 compared to Lawrence's 88. Short accuracy is 84 compared to Lawrence's 88. Uh, mid is 83 compared to Lawrence's 85. And deep accuracy is 84. So that's just the overall stats. I don't, I, I don't want to go and compare every single stat here. But the point is the fact that in the first two weeks of the game, they give you an opportunity to get um, what could be the best uh, QB in the game in terms of statistics. I, you know, I, I, I don't get too far down the rabbit hole of abilities. I know there are a lot of people that are, please, if you want to see someone about abilities, I know there's a bunch of other people that are good talking about abilities. Maybe in the future, I'll be able to, to understand a little bit more. But the idea is the fact that these statistics on Lawrence make him a top three at the least quarterback he's got 81 speed he can scramble i and i'm not if you're talking about like you know um you know the fact that he doesn't have that, that if he's got like um uh you know if, if he's got uh escape artists um i'm talking about the regular i have the regular one i think i have just like recuperation on him just because it's free um in 81 speed, when he gets past the line of scrimmage, he can scramble. I think I'd run for him for at least 20 yards for touchdown. Um, no problem. So, he, you know, he can scramble. Um, his his break sack is 82. It's, it's okay. His play action is 80. So I used to have Brady on my team when I got the... Um, when I got the... Just the new sort of... The bundle that you get with offense and defense... Um, play action is 80, I used to have 85, so it's a little bit down, um, but, you know, I mean, throwing the run is 90, throwing the pressure is 87, um, you know, so that's, that's really good, uh, statistics, uh, and then, in, on top of that, so, you know, I mentioned that he is sort of the, probably the top, one of the top three, um, one of the top three, quarterbacks you could have on top of that the next week they come back with a cornerback that is an 88 overall and a couple key things about him is he is 6'4 so um you know height is a, a major factor we've all seen how donald Potter really affects the game height's a ma- major factor and then he's also eating on speed and he's got 87 man coverage i saw some guy on twitter saying that like oh you know 87 main coverage is not going to make my team. Well, I don't know what kind of team you have, but 87 main coverage, even as a number three corner, there's there should be no teams that he he is not going to make. 89 speed, 87 main coverage, which kind of is really the move here. That's typically the way the year opens up. Is man is really good. They have to tune that down. Um, you know, it goes back to the fact that man is a little bit easier to beat, and then people start going more a zone. So 80, 87 main coverage is definitely really good this time of the year. His zone coverage is 84, so if you want to play zone, he's still got some some really good zone. Uh, his press is 84. Um, his play record and awareness are down at 79, so that's not that's not that high. Um, but his change of direction is 86, jumping is 90. The point here is the fact that he really doesn't have too many holes. He's, his play record and awareness are a little bit low, um, but his catching is 78, which is which is really good. Unless you're talking about cornerback Randy Moss, who, by the way, is incredible at ball skills, which obviously that that's that's apparent. Um, unless you talk about cornerback Randy Moss, um, catching 78 is really really high um 
his tackling's uh, 68, his block shed's 51. So we're not talking about, like, Mike Hayes or, um, uh, who's it, Nitrine Lane or, um, what's the guy from the Steelers? I, um, um, Mel Blau. Uh, we're not talking about that, that like, um, safety at cornerback type of guy. But this is a really good player. So I, I think that besides the fact that people aren't getting the rewards, I think the good thing to look about here is that EA is really um, sort of making an effort to have these guys uh, be top-tier guys, if you earn them. It's Like I said, it's a sprint. It's a two-week sprint. So don't be surprised if you don't get these guys all the time. Um, now, looking at, um, there's the headliners players and the team affinity players. Now, obviously, there's Stefan Gilman that I mentioned is at 89 and Legends. But if you, you know, taking out just the base players again, you can, I suppose you could include the field pass. But when the game dropped, no headliners. I guess it was headliners. But um, team affinity, Legends, those type of things. Tariq Woolen would have been tied with Jalen Ramsey for the top spot. Uh, as a corner pack. And if you look at the stats, so Tariq Woolen has 89 speed compared to Jalen Ramsey's 86. His jump is 90 compared to Jalen Ramsey's 86. Main coverage is 87 compared to Jalen Ramsey's 88. His zone coverage is 84 compared to Jalen Ramsey's 87. So he can switch between man and zone a little bit better. And then his press is 84 compared to Jalen Ramsey's 87. So there are definitely areas where Jalen Ramsey is, is better in terms of zone, in terms of press. Uh, but that jumping, the fact that he's 6'4", I don't know exactly um, Jalen Ramsey's height. Uh, so his height is 6'1". So he's um, Tariq Woolen is 3 inches taller, which is which is going to matter, you know, um, as we have seen. And then Tariq Woolen is 3 speed better. So I think that the... The takeaway from me is the fact that these competitive passes rewards are really, really good. And there, a, in terms of the promos that come out, it seems like the promos that come out are going to be 89s. You know, you see the Stefan Gilmore's an 89. You see the Lesser Hayes is an 89 in terms of Legends. You see that um, Luxurious Sneed is an 89 in terms of uh, Affinity. And then Davis is an 89 in terms of, sorry, um, Legere Sneed is at 89 in terms of headliners, and then um, uh, Colton Davis is at 89 in terms of um, affinity. Besides that, these competitive pass rewards players are a step below that. I don't know if you want to call it tier, I don't know, if, whatever you want to call it, uh, but those players are just below um, the top, I guess, tier players in terms of overall. Like, we're talking about one overall less. Uh, so I I look for that to continue. I hope that continues uh, in terms of the, the players that we're getting here. The, also, the other trend is I think Tariq Woolen was a 74, and then um, Trevor Lawrence is a 78. So w what we may see is more of those gold players are being converted into elite players, which I think is obviously a trend that's a little bit easier to do when you know that there's no power-up pass and the fact that you're not trying to get that 82 overall up to an 88, and you're trying to get people to power them up to an 89. So it's it's really helpful, the fact that there's no power pass, because the fact that there's not really pressure to get those low elites up uh, in some of these competitive passes. This is just a good opportunity to be some of the players that, um, you know, may be popular, uh, some of the players that 
maybe more athletically talented and just sort of boost some of his other stats. Uh, I, I know Tariq Woolen had really good speed even on his 74 card. Uh, so that's sort of idea where he's 6'4", he's got good speed, let's let's boost his man, let's boost his zone, and that way we can get his overall higher. So that's a really key takeaway from here. But obviously on the other side of the spectrum is um, we got to get this resolved for the competitive pass. This cannot be a thing heading into... Um, the third week of, and I say third week, the third incarnation, I guess, of competitive pass. So uh, it's not going to end the end of this week. It's going to keep going for another week. But that last week uh, is going to be the start of football. So it's really going to kick in the high gear where there's going to be some promos. We might get an ultimate kickoff promo. Uh, you know, we get, might get some of these other promos. Um, so it's really going to be key to be able to get those competitive rewards, uh, competitive pass field pass and the rest of the field pass is working so you know um if we add a fourth uh field pass that has to do with uh, maybe ultimate kickoff that type of thing um you know we're not seeing these same type of uh mistakes on that uh on the next pass so anyway that's the point here i just wanted to talk about that uh, i'm definitely really excited for the wars coming i would expect once cards start to get into the 90s we start to see the competitive field pass cards get into the 89s so um the, there's typically a bunt bump it normally takes about a month for that to happen where the highest cards overall that are coming out are 89s uh then after a month it sort of bumps up maybe a month and a half bumps up to in 90 overall uh, then it starts you know it starts to get a little crazy it might be 92 from there on but the whole idea is the fact that and i guess there are the canvas heroes there are in 90s so it may be starting to happen right now but once once we see that all those promos the top cards are going to be 90s we're going to start to see probably the competitive rewards bump up and that's not for sure but um, that's really been the pattern in the past couple of years. So anyway, uh, take a quick break. I do want to come back and talk about, uh, is this the end of um, Galt's uh, in, in Madden Ultimate Team? All right, guys, we're back here um, to talk about, is uh, Madden 23 the end of Galt's? So I want to explain this a little bit here, um, but the main idea here is the fact that uh, there's a couple things that have happened, and once I have a better handle on the data, I'll be able to uh, sort of expand on this idea. Uh, so I will talk about that more in terms of the actual sort of um, numbers uh, behind this uh, a little bit later. But the whole idea is the fact that you know before um, the, the 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 premise goes like this. Before Madden 23 came out, there was um, either a leak of the database or the database came out and someone actually produced the amount of legends, uh, sorry, the amount of elites that there were. So um, a couple things led to this. The fact that uh, a couple of years ago, the Madden chose to reduce uh, legends from 85 overall down to 80. So everything above 80 is is and sorry i keep saying legends elites uh keep reducing the elites down to 80. so what happened is um elites became 80. they show up as you know that that sort of red card art or whatever when you open the pack unless it was a promo uh, but you know as in terms of sets in terms of um you know the way that uh, you open packs and it's elite player pack instead of getting 85 plus you get an 80 plus uh, so that that um, that helped allow EA to produce uh, maybe more packs with elites be able to um, 
produce more awards with a elite player card uh, where it was instead of being an 85 overall where they're not going to do that so it's just going to be a gold card um, allow them to do an elite with a chance at 85 plus but it's at least 80 plus that type of idea so I, I you know I'm, I'm not going to get in their head and sort of explain the decision beyond the fact that it, it seems sort of apparent that you know it just opens us up to more players can be elites and because more players are elites, they can have rewards revolving around elite cards that uh, don't necessarily need to be as high as they were in years past. So this is a long time ago, even for some of those season players. I don't know exactly when but that took place. I believe it might have been like 2018 or so. Um, so anyway, you can go back and look at the history of that. But the whole idea is the fact that this happened a few years ago, so this has been around for a while. This is a concept that's pretty much known to people, um, especially if you've only played in the past couple of years. You probably don't even know this. It used to be 85 plus. So, um, you know, that sort of idea that the um, overalls got reduced down to 80 plus. Uh, and this year, another contributing factor is the fact that it seems pretty clear to me that they're trying to slow down a couple of things. They're trying to slow down speed, sort of, as an, as an overall. You've definitely seen a lot of good wide receivers. I think Michael Thomas is even below 80 speed. Uh, you know, good wide receivers, even good running backs. Uh, with um, I think James Conner has a, real, has a pretty good card, 85 overall or so, uh, with 78 speed um, as part of the headliners promo. Um, but... Uh, you know, trying to reduce speed, but then also trying to reduce overalls. And that, that's come in the f fashion of a couple different things. Um, one is the, re the reduction of power-ups. So uh, even if you see Legends power-ups, they go into a power-up path, they are not receiving a plus one overall. So I think that that was what people assumed was going to happen, is that they receive a plus one overall as actually a reduction in the amount of... Um, AP for some of the abilities. So um, even the players that have power-ups, the power-up is not offering a plus one to the overall. And all the other players, it used to be um, it used to be four players that got power-ups. Then it started going up to a lot more than four. Then it started to be, um, you know, uh, last year, for example, we had every single player that was above 80 plus and players that were gold that became plus 80 plus received a power-up. Uh, and it's just a lot. So uh, you could have those players if they go through that power up path, they would they would power up to plus one from their um, sort of everyday card. So you think about Josh Allen as the top uh, quarterback this year. Typically, what would happen is he would have a power up. He'd be able to put in um, the power up plus training all the way up to the point where you put in his 88 card and he actually turns into an 89. So. Instead of starting off the year as the 88 is the top quarterback, the, the top quarterback actually is an 89. You think about the same thing that I talked about in the last session with Trevor Lawrence. You put in Trevor Lawrence gold card, you put in Trevor Lawrence from the competitive pass, and from an 88, he actually turns an 89, which is currently the highest uh, quarterbacks that we have, uh, I believe. There might be a 90 from Campus Heroes. But the, that's the whole idea, is the fact that even reducing that one overall, uh, it helps players hang around longer and um, helps them, quote, 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 unquote, be less of endgame players earlier in the year. So those two things sort of combine to sort of we're going to try and reduce the number of overalls. But what we're going to do is instead of having so many 
guy or guys that are like high top end, they actually have a lot more guys on the low end. So uh, there was a tweet. I don't, I don't know exactly who put it out. Might have been Muttleeks. Might have been someone else. But the whole idea is the fact that there is the most elite players in the um, core set. The core set is a set that comes out initially when Madden is launched. So this is players that have nothing to do with promos, nothing to do with legends, anything like that. This is just players that um, are playing in the NFL. They got a card at the beginning of the game. You could potentially pull all of these players in a sort of core pack. That's the idea behind um, the, the core set. So uh, is the most ever elite players from a core set. So what, you know, because of the fact that some of those players are lower overalls, oh, they have a lot more players on the bottom end, you know, which means that you may not have the 89 overall Josh Allen, but you may start off the year with better wide receivers to throw to him, sort of balance things out. You know, instead of having to start off with a team with 74s and 78s, you get like an 82, you get like an 81, and that really helps you uh, maybe balance that out more. I don't know if that's the initial thinking, but the whole idea is the fact that those two things would collaborate to be to to sort of form the most elites ever. So it's it's a little bit of a reduction in terms of the uh, difference between the top end people in the game and, and the bottom end, at least in terms of elites, where you might have gotten years past a 78, he might be at 81, 80 overall. Um, part of that, and I may talk about this a little bit later when I get uh, the data on it, may have to do with the fact that they re-sort of structured the way that certain ratings work. So, um, you know, you think about things such as speed or throwing power for quarterbacks, um, main coverage for quarterbacks, those type of things that might have been reconfigured uh, from years past to produce different overalls. Um, and they may have reconfigured them based upon the, st the stats that they want to put on players. Uh, they may have reconfigured the overall formula to be able to come out with um, different uh, different overalls. So just going into that, I just want to spend a couple minutes there because I know that's really complicated. The way that the overalls work is there is some sort of formula that says that if a guy has this main coverage, this, this zone coverage, this press, this speed, this jumping, all of that sort of collaborates to come out with a total overall score. So the whole idea is there is there should be because all cornerbacks are all corner, are are playing the position cornerback right. Um, <coughs> there should be a formula that's going to give you what the overall is for players that have this overall this you know like for example eighty eight man eighty seven zone eighty four press eighty nine speed. Um, that type of thing. It's going to, if you go through all of the defensive statistics plus all the physical statistics um, attributes, whatever you want to call them, it should come out to um, a, the same overall every single time. So if you have two players that have the exact same attributes, they should have the exact same overall. That's 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 the idea behind it. Um, so, in in it's only it's it's it has to work that way. Uh, because if you look at the, especially like the power-up passes, the way that they had all those those plus ones for the power-ups, um, and there, there may have been some that, that didn't get plus one, but the whole idea is the fact that they have all those plus ones. Sometimes it's a plus two. You may see a plus two. The guy goes up um, 
if Josh Allen is going from the 88 to 89, uh, typically last year on the power path, he may have like a plus two to speed. And what that means is speed, speed is not that important to quarterbacks overall. Um, what I've seen is it actually isn't, which is the reason you can have guys like Lamar Jackson that has 85 overall speed and his throwing stats are, um, you know, maybe three to four points less than a guy like Tom Brady that's got 57 overall speed, but Tom Brady is two percentage points better, two overall better. The idea is the fact that, yes, Lamar Jackson is going to perform much better in runs. But when it comes to overall for the cards, it's factoring speed in a lot less than it is some of the throwing statistics. So that's that's the idea behind there. So so Tom Brady's 57 speed is a much smaller percentage than it would be if Tom Brady was a wide receiver, for example. So wide receivers have to have speed, so they're going to need the route running skills, catching skills, and physical attributes like speed. Um Running backs may not need speed as much because they may have better ball carrier vision or the mayor of juke or whatever it may be. But different positions, um, linemen, same thing. They, the speed may not figure in as much. Um, you know, uh, And you can see that from last year. For example, when they had the outer position uh, for, I think it was Ultimate Legends. And you you know you see someone like Rodney Harrison has pretty high, has really high speed for a left tackle, but his strength is not that great. His that is not that great. It, it is sorry his pass blocking is not that great his run blocking is not that great so it's overall maybe like 84 or i forget what the, the outer position players were um probably like 90 92 um so his overall is 92 instead of being like a 99 because he's got you know 92 speed but like that doesn't really matter too much for a left tackle so that's the whole idea beyond there is the fact that there is a progression when you look at there's a linear regression that is uh for um, different positions. And I lost my train of thought there, but the whole point is the fact that um, these players, uh, you know, that have the lower overalls, um, they may have, re- the way that EA may have done this is they may have reconfigured the way the overall formula works based upon the stats that they wanted to matter more in Madden Ultimate Team. So you think about the fact that someone like Donald Parham, he plays like a 92, and the fact that his his size, which doesn't factor in the overall, uh, is such a factor. You know, things like catching traffic could mean matter more this year. Jumping could mean more this year. Those type of things. You think about that. That's when it starts to come into play. Where the fact that that overall formula may have been changed. So just keeping that in mind, because the fact that um, that may have to do with the fact that more of these players are. 80s rather than 78s or 79s so what we have here is three things overalls from 85 down to 80 uh you don't have power-ups so cards so less cards are you know the highest overall so like instead of it being 88 to 89 less cards are 89 they're close to 88 they're close to the 85 uh for example and then more cards are a little bit higher. So there's more cards that are closer to there's more cards that are closer to 80 rather than 78. The f- fourth thing here, which I believe is sort of the death of golds, is the fact that sorry, there's five things actually. Um, the fourth thing here is the fact that 
when you got the Madden pre-order bundle, you got four, 4,600 Madden points, I believe. That is enough Madden points to get you a bundle that has um, an offense and a defense. And this offense and defense, even though they are BND, which means that they can't be put in sets, they can't be sold, um, and their quick sale value is, is less, I believe. Quick sale value for, for training is less. What they are, though, is the fact that uh, I believe there's 17 on offense, 17 on defense. Um, it may be 15. I may be over-exaggerating. Um, elites. So what that means is the lowest is 80. Again, there's the most 80s in the game. 80 pluses in the game that there has ever been. Um, but the lowest is 80. And then the highest uh, for each of them, I believe you got two 86s. So I got, for example, um, the, the West Coast offense. So I got Tom Brady as an 86. And then, honestly, I can't even remember the other 86. I got, like, Donald... Uh, I got... Um, Darren Waller said 84. Um, oh, yeah, Stephon Gilmore was the other 86. I guess it was 85. But the, the whole idea is the fact that there's an 86, maybe 85. Um, Michael Parsons was the 85 um, on the other side of Von Miller. So that whole idea is the fact that it's a couple of mid-80s, uh, but then there's at least 80 overalls for the rest of the positions. So what that means is everyone that pre-ordered the game, unless they wanted to go ahead and take their shot at pulling some really good players, or at least one of those, a couple of those good players that, that could be sold later on. Um, a lot of people ended up with teams that were at least 80 overall for all of the positions on offense and defense, if they wanted to. Then you have uh, the fact that uh, there's other things such as the pre-order bundles where you get the all Madden players, the 87 overall, you get the 83s overall, um, you know, you get the um, 80 plus overall for headliners uh, for people that ordered uh, right before the game came out, that type of thing. Uh, so those obviously contribute as well to the fact that most of the players on your lineup to start the game are going to be 80 overall. So it's not going to take long. I think I played one week during the EA play with the fact that my team was golds. And then as soon as the full game came out, um, you get those bundles and, the, and you can just uh, put all those players into your lineup. Uh, the Last argument, and I'll wrap this up, the last argument is the fact that they, in order to help with maybe some of these field passes, maybe some of um, updating Mutt Draft, whatever it may be, the last thing they did was take out salary cap, which I believe was sort of like the last bastion of, of sort of um, budget sort of Madden. And I realized why they did it. Obviously, they want people to spend less on budget and more actually on points but that is the last place sort of um that you would see a bunch of golds because you need golds as the backup because you need to reduce your salary cap hit and then you also need some golds that maybe they have 87 speed but they have other stats that really aren't that good maybe you have a good returner a good cornerback they're just trying to say hey, like hey maybe we can just play a slot that type of thing where gold sort of slide in there as some um sort of glue players in terms of your seller cap lineup. And really, I think that was like the last straw in terms of what sort of broke the goals. There is no reason at all to have goals this year. The only reason, and we haven't seen it yet, would be 
if they came out with sets that have to do with gold players. So, um, and I don't, by the way, I don't mean that obviously there are sets where you can get an ED overall underclassman for um, a bunch of gold players. That, I don't mean that. I don't mean that type of thing. Like, like there are always going to be sets where you can upgrade. And my point is the fact that you can upgrade players because there's no fear of having no golds on your team. You also took out silvers, by the way. It's a quick side note there. There's there's no players. So I think they're like under 60. They, 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 they just said there's no point in having a 62 overall player. Um, especially because there's no salary cap. You don't need to worry about it. So um, they took out sort of all that usefulness of having those cold players. Now maybe they come back with position heroes where you need like 40 overall golds. And, you know, everyone's scrambling to get gold players. But essentially, you might as well just throw all of your golds at this time and all the golds that you get in the Twitch packs, all the golds you get, you know, in all these other packs into those upgrade sets because there's no reason to have them around. There is one set, which is the core rookie set. And that set gives you a safety overall that's 68, that's, sorry, it's 86 overall. 68 would not be that good. Um, 86 overall. And it's the rookie from the Ravens. I forget his name off the top of my head. But that is the one set where it is key to have particular golds. And that's what I'm talking about is particular golds. Um, you don't need to worry about um, golds for sort of Team Affinity, I don't believe. Um, there, there's no set that really makes having golds good to hold on to. There's no reason to sort of... Um, keep your golds around to either put in your lineup, still have in your lineup because your team is not that good. You know, typically this time last year, you know, you might have a gold in your lineup because of the fact that, like, hey, I just haven't got, I, I haven't, I, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on the 84, the 84 overall elite player. I'm going to hold on to him until I can get the 86. Um, you know, there, there's no reason to hang on. You might as well upgrade uh, for the gold players. So, I don't know. I mean, to me, that's a little sad. I, I really wish that, that there was sort of, you know, they're going to give you all these gold cards, like gold cards, because there's no silver are like the worst cards in the game. It's really easy for them to give out things such as um, uh, Twitch drop packs with uh, gold players with the chance that it leaked. So, you know, I, I find it sort of really sad that, that a lot of these rewards that are given out, a lot of these packs that you get along the way, game day packs, pro packs, whatever it might be. These cards are useless. There's no reason for having them except to upgrade to better cards. And in that point, a pro player pack, you get like, I don't know, five golds or whatever. I don't have the exact stats. Like, you might as well be like an 80 overall player. Like, you, like for the pro player pack, like they, and I realize that it's five chances at an 84 or something like that. But beyond that, they might as well help you by completing the sets and giving you the sets worth of goals in a pack rather than give you a pack of five goals. Um, so anyway, I, I, I find that a little sad, a little upsetting. I will uh, revisit this a little bit more when I have the numbers, um, especially if there is a reason, if there materializes as a reason to have goals around. But in the meantime, guys, I would definitely just trade in those goals. There's no reason to keep them in your binder. There's no reason to all of a sudden have, like, your binder hit that max. Everyone's had that. The binder hit the 11,000, 1100 um, card max. Um, there's no reason to have them. So, I don't know. That's It's unfortunate for me. Maybe it isn't for you, but um, that is... 
that is my rant on sort of the, the usefulness of the, or I guess the non-usefulness of goals uh, in Madden 23. And I don't know if that's going to happen in Madden 24. I don't know. Maybe maybe salary cap will come back. Maybe there'll be a reason to have them. Uh, but I just always find it useful that for card games, if you're going to give you a card, there is some sort of use for it. Even if it's not a good card, there's some sort of use for the card that you get. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully uh, I'll be back uh, soon and um, talking to you guys uh, very soon.